I'm Dr. G, and for the past 10 years of my life, I've been passionate about all things holistic healing. I've been committed to healing myself and others from the inside out by incorporating some of the most effective modalities for healing the mental, the emotional, and the physical. I've learned that they give us the opportunity to be our most authentic and powerful selves. Heal Thyself is a show dedicated to just that. Today's show is going to be incredible, and I say it every week, of course I do, because it is incredible. Knowledge bombs of digestible information to empower and create clarity on what the highest version of us looks like. Product reviews to provide informed consent so you can buy the safest and best products out there. Better than the first two that I spoke about, and you're getting other B vitamins, which are energizing, right? Get off of it, throw it away. And special guest segments with some of the brightest and most elite minds in their field. So what is that like on my nervous system? Six hours of holding that emotion. Here's the earth, here's the mechanisms and mechanics of an earth when it breathes. We would think much different about that asthma patient that shows up. All to create change in all the parts that make you, you, so we can start healing ourselves and each other. Thank you for joining Heal Thyself again. Welcome to the show. Excellent, excellent, excellent show we have on today. But before I do that, I want to send a lot of gratitude for you taking the time out of your day. As always, really, our time is precious. There's nothing more precious than our time. It is our currency. It's our most valuable currency. So remember, what you give time to, where you put your intention is so, so important. So that's why I understand that I give you a lot of gratitude and love. Thank you for joining the show. Okay. What a show we have today. Now, a lot of people are suffering with mental health. Actually, this whole show from knowledge bomb to guests is dedicated to the mental health aspect and the advent and growth, the growth of a specific therapy that has been shown to really help a lot of people with anxiety, PTSD, and depression. And so many of us, I, so many of us are suffering with mood disorders, mental health issues. And man, what a crazy two years it's been. So it stands to believe that based on so much, on top of that, the physical strain we put on our bodies can lead to dysfunction in our mental health. So it's a spectrum. Remember that. Just because you've never been diagnosed with something doesn't mean you're on that part of the spectrum because we feel it and we know how it feels to feel really good in our body. So what a show we have today. We're going to be speaking about ketamine and mental health. And we have our expert therapist Lawrence House on the show to talk about her experience as, an, as a therapist in helping people get out of really, really deep depression and suicidality, all the way to people who are just really suffering with depression to the point where they can't get out of the house, or it's really just affecting their work. Whatever it may be on that spectrum, it's really, really helping. And I would really tune in if you or anyone you know is suffering with mental health, because it's going to be a really, really important show. You know, skincare isn't just about looking good, right? A lot of us want to look good, but it's not just about looking good. It's about nurturing your skin and being well-balanced from the inside out. And, you know, this world is flooded with a bunch of harsh chemicals that are really insulting our skin, our barrier. And you want something truly effective that is safe. Alitura is one of the best in the game. If you never heard of Alitura, you just think of, you might've seen some uh, black bottles with gold writing on it. It's one of the best. And they're always at health events and people are loving them. And their quality 
Alitara Naturals has crafted a serum that is not only safe, but also incredibly effective. Listen, a lot of you asked me where I get my glow from. This is a huge part of the equation. Their gold serum isn't just another skincare product. It's a testament to the power of natural healing and a commitment to holistic health. It uses organic ingredients like jojoba, olive, rosehip oils, and the gold serum is made organically with plant-derived vitamin A, not synthetic stuff, not that nasty stuff that you're getting in a lot of these over-the-counter products. GHKCU and marine collagen to revitalize your skin. Alitura Naturals has been using the best ingredients in their products for years. They've been pioneering the path for what truly transformed skin should be. So if you're ready to take control of your skin health and experience the pinnacle of natural beauty, I highly recommend checking out Alituria Naturals. For a limited time, you, the Heal Thyself listener, will enjoy the exclusive discount, just the Heal Thyself discount, only for you. That's 20% off of this gold serum. Go to alitura.com and use the code DRG for 20% off. That's A-L-I-T-U-R-A.com and get that 20% discount. It's amazing stuff. I use it every night before bed and I'm telling you, I'm on fire with my skin in a good way. Check it out. All right, let's face it. With all the toxins we're exposed to nowadays with processed foods, pollutants, and even stress, our poor livers have been working overtime. If you've been feeling sluggish, bloated, or just overall rundown, it may be time to give your hardworking liver some extra love and support. That is where Organifi's Liver Detox comes in. This convenient little capsule contains a powerhouse blend of clinically studied superfoods. This convenient little capsule contains a powerhouse blend of clinically studied superfood ingredients specifically designed to remove excess toxins and improve digestion, promote healthier energy levels, and just overall liver health. Now, one of the key ingredients is artichoke leaf extract, which has been clinically proven to help detoxify the liver and digestive tract. Then you got the all-star liver protector. You heard of it, milk thistle, an herb that has been used for centuries to give your liver a big old hug. That's not all. Organifi's liver detox also contains dandelion root, one of my favorite ones of all time, which is loaded with vitamins and minerals to promote healthy liver function and digestion. And finally, Trafalia, an ancient Ayurvedic formula packed with antioxidants that have been traditionally used as a powerful liver tonic, one of my favorite ones too. So whether you're dealing with sluggish digestion, low energy, or just want to give your body's main detox engine a little extra love, Organifi's Liver Detox has your back. Just take one to three capsules at any point during the day to start supporting your liver's natural detox pathways. All of us need to be supporting our liver. If you want to experience the energy boosting, liver supporting effects of this fantastic formula, head to OrganifiShop.com and use the code DRG for 20% off. That is O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I shop.com slash DRG. I want to talk about ketamine and mental health. When it comes to ketamine, it's important that I wanted to do this show for two reasons. It's to shift the stigma, number one, because there is a stigma. And then to elucidate the efficacy of this powerful medicine, because there's a large percent of people who go to the doctor, get prescribed a psychiatric medicine, and it doesn't work. Or it works very minimally, right? Or even moderately, but it just doesn't fully work. And they're living their lives with a medication that doesn't do much for them. And then they try another medication and that doesn't do anything. So then they come to a place where they don't know what to do and now they just have to suffer and deal with their symptoms. Well, there's really, really powerful research coming out of this and I want to share it, okay? So the stigma, really quick, it's largely based on the recreational drug use part of it, particularly in the cultures for the club scene or the party scene. Uh, ketamine is, is rampant there and it's used. But 
when it comes to really, really the power of it, it's way before the advent of the party culture because it was around since the 60s, to be exact, 1964. That's when it was first administered to humans and it produced a very specific effect. It was a unique effect at the time in medicine. And it's, it was called a dissociative anesthetic. Well, today, it actually remains on the World Health Organization's model list of essential medicines. And it's approved worldwide. And it's a sole anesthetic agent for certain procedures for the induction of anesthesia and as an anesthetic supplement with low potency agents like nitrous oxide, right? Ketamine is also used for its analgesic properties. That's pain management, right? In the management of diseases like cancer, cancer pain, that's where I saw it used in my practice. Chronic pain, post-operative pain, among many other indicators. In 1999, ketamine became a Schedule III non-narcotic substance under the Control of Substances Act, right? And it's currently accepted in medical use for short-term sedation and anesthesia. That's what it's been used for for quite a long time now, and that's what in medicine we sought for. In addition, around 2019, in 2019, FDA approved the S-plus enantiomer of ketamine, right? That's a form of ketamine. It's called S-ketamine, and it's a nasal spray version. You may have heard of it. It's called Spravato for the treatment of resistant depression that is only available certified by a doctor's office or clinic. Okay, so before we jump into anything, we know since the 60s, it's really been seen as a sedative an anesthetic or complementary to an anesthetic. And then around 2019, it began being used more so for the treatment of resistant depression. But why does it work? Actually, what does it do? Well, for all the science heads out there, it has a high affinity for the NMDA receptor, right? It's actually an antagonist to it, but it also binds the mu opioid receptors. Now, what does that mean? The NMDA receptor binds glutamate right? And glutamate, that has a widespread physiological effect on the full body. And that includes neurodevelopmental and neurotropic effects like what? Nerve cell growth, nerve cell differentiation, nerve cell function, maintenance. It also has neurocognitive functions for learning and memory, helping with that. Also the modulation of other neurotransmitter systems and also neurodegeneration, right? Which we have in injuries or neurodegenerative diseases, right? Nerve cell damage and death like dementias. So the NMDA receptor binds this chemical glutamate. Glutamate is very, very important for our brain health. And there's been extensive research over five years regarding pharmacological agents that alter the glutamate activity in our brain through this receptor in specific. So glutamate dysregulation has been largely supported right now as one of the root causes of depression, right? Or at least a one of the up upstream manifestations of dysregulation. It might go even deeper, but glutamate dysregulation is something that a lot of us in medicine are keeping our eyes on. But the reason this medicine has been so catchy, right, especially catching fire as of late, is that its effects are rapid and sustained. And so far, ketamine has been shown to be safe with minimal, minimal side effects. Now, I want you to pay attention to this, right, because when you look at traditional psychotropic medicines, right, say, for example, SSRIs, something like Prozac, we know that minimal side effects is not the MO of that medication. Actually, there's a large list of side effects and a lot of people, 
a lot of people, more than we want to in medicine, are affected with side effects to the medication. So there's a big cost benefit. And the cost benefit, the benefit is much higher that we're seeing right now in ketamine when it comes to different sort of uh, mood disorders. And I'm going to go into the research of which mood disorders. So ketamine is currently approved for treatment-resistant depression by the FDA. Okay, it's an approved, improved medication. 10 to 20% of patients suffering from depression meet this criteria. Why? Well, treatment-resistant depression means you've tried treatments, right? And they don't work for you, as I mentioned earlier in the show. And that's 10 to 20% of people who go on psychotropic medications. So then we have this group of people who no treatment is helping. They're still suffering with depression. And now ketamine is really, really finding its niche there to really help people. But to be honest, I think it's even bigger than that. So uh, the definition of treatment-resistant depression varies, but sort of what I was getting at, it's accepted as non-responsive to at least two different types of antidepressants for a period no longer than four weeks at a maximal dose of those medications. And the rapid and sustained antidepressant properties of ketamine They've been documented by several case reports and series, but also better research, prospective open-label trials, double-blind placebo or active control studies, right? So we've been studying this for a while and starting to see really positive effects. So what I'm trying to get at is really, for those of you who've never been introduced to this, your doctor never mentioned this, it's worth taking a real look at. And it's worth mentioning to your doctor particularly because there's so much utility coming out of this. But I'll go on. Really, the underlying mechanism of ketamine's therapeutic effect at the sub-anesthetic is not really understood yet. But many patients treated with ketamine in a therapeutic setting describe experiences of dissociation, right, with a psychedelic tone. Now, it's important. It's important, the concept of dissociation, to understand. Very important when it comes to depression. Because in therapy... It really means something. Now, if you listen to my last show, and if you didn't, go back and listen. I did the show on childhood trauma. And I mentioned there is the inciting event, and then there's the physiological change that happens acutely, right? That happens uh, to protect ourselves. It doesn't take away. The event always happened, and it was something that was really traumatic. And the physiological effect of the body happened. But after that, It keeps going and keeps going, keeps going, and it propagates in our system. It keeps perpetuating. Why? It's because of our story and our identification to the trauma. This is not, I repeat, this is not to undermine the trauma. The trauma was the trauma. But the holding on to the story for years and years and years and years on end is the very thing that is keeping that physiological change going, that brain change going, and the manifestation disease, especially in adulthood, going. So what I'm trying to say is this. The importance of a medication like this or a treatment like this is that it creates a dissociation. Well, why is that really important? Because the dissociation reframes our story that we are not victims, right? Even if the inciting factor happened and we were victims in that very moment, It reframes our identification to the event. So all of a sudden, it's not Christian who was hit by a car when he was young. It is the story of Christian where a chapter was that he got hit by a car, but it's a very different identity and sense of self 
that is living in the now versus that past. So that past is no longer part of my story. It's simply an event, but it's not part of the story that I'm holding on to. And it's the very holding on to that keeps giving that loop, that loop conversation between neurons in the brains that the event is very fresh, even though if it happened 20 years ago, getting hit by a car, for example, to my body, to my physiology, it's like it happened yesterday. And that's because in my head, every time I hear a car turn on, every time I hear a car rev, every time I hear brakes screech, in my body, it remembers. So the power of something like ketamine is that it creates a dissociation in that part of the brain where it creates space from the event in you such that you're not the event anymore, which is really, really powerful and exciting in medicine because these reframing tools help the person in the experience create a new identity, come out of it, and then it's up to them to continuously go through life and understand that that's not their identity. But it really gets you going. It's the catalyst. Amazing, amazing to think that there's something like that for mental health. And yes, the dissociation, it resolves after the session, right? But the participant, right, the person getting the treatment is going to be left with what they need to work through. And they can continue psychotherapy, after to integrate that into their healing process every single day. So then they can continue reframing their story. So then their past or their trauma is not part of their story anymore. And, and unfortunately, a lot of depression is really like the seed for depression many times is an event which we're holding in that we don't remember and or we're holding, we do remember and then we're holding in purposefully. A lot of it is our body just holding in in our subconscious a traumatic experience in our nervous system, not feeling, not feeling, not feeling safe. And it depletes us to the point where we become so low and so heavy and so depressed. And some other people, it doesn't deplete us like that. And some other people will become hypervigilant. And guess what? We become anxious. But regardless, we start seeing some really good data, not only with depression, but with anxiety. But before I get to that, I just want to mention... For treatment-resistant depression, we have a double-blind placebo study that showed that 29% of the people treated with ketamine met remission criteria for their treatment-resistant depression the day after ketamine administration. I will say that again. The day after the administration, 29%, more than a quarter of the patients who were under this double-blind placebo control trial had a full reversal of treatment-resistant depression. That's incredible. Right. Another study showed that suicidal ideation scores decreased significantly based on a standardized scale just 40 minutes after the infusion. 40 minutes. The results were found to be sustained after the single infusion as well and showing marked improvements for depression, anxiety, and hopelessness reported by patients. If anyone, and I'm saying this right now, ask your doctor or their doctor, but if anyone is talking about suicidality and you know anyone who has suicidal ideations, then this is a big, big, big therapy that can completely change their life. So really, really pay attention to this show or send them this show. A review of 35 randomized controlled trials evaluating the benefits of ketamine for major depressive disorder found that intravenous ketamine was effective treatment in approximately two-thirds of those trials, right? While most of the studies evaluated the role of IV ketamine, a systematic review assessing the utility of oral ketamine, oral ketamine, right, not IV. A lot of these are done in IV for depression across 13 studies. The findings reviewed show that oral dosing of ketamine is also tolerable with limiting adverse side effects. So there's two very popular ways of administering it. They're the two main ways, uh, IV and uh, the uh, oral lozenge, and uh, both were found to be effective. That's what it was saying. Okay, but what about 
PTSD, right? That's depression. A lot of people have PTSD usually right after a uh, inciting event that is traumatic or it manifests a few years after. But really these clients present with uh, hypervigilance. Their nervous system feels unsafe all the time. Social avoidance. They also feel hopeless like many people with suicidality and they have intense recollections of the trauma and it impacts people's everyday functioning. If you have PTSD out there, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And psychoeducation can be provided of how to integrate that untreated trauma. But uh, ketamine was actually shown to be effective and helpful for this. So it was administered four times over 13 days in this study as an off-label adjunct to psychotherapy, meaning together with psychotherapy. And the therapeutic interventions that were used were mindfulness-based cognitive therapy or functional analytic psychotherapy. And when paired with the ketamine, with these new skills of obtaining a way to help these clients respond negatively to self-talk or catastrophic thinking, or when they feel helpless, it led to a significant reduction in symptoms after the completion with gains maintained four months minimum after treatment, which is incredible because PTSD is really, really something that, pe that can completely debilitate someone's life. So to think, that when you couple this with traditional therapy, or in this case, mindfulness-based cognitive therapy or functional analytic psychotherapy, it's going to be really, really helpful up to four months. But to be honest, it would, it, I would believe, and from what I understand, talking to a lot of these therapists who are working with patients, if they have the proper integration after and have uh, therapeutic consults indefinitely for quite a while, uh, they tend to be really, really good for a long time and, and in many ways uh, completely out of it. Amazing stuff. All right, and the last one, what about generalized anxiety? What was also seen, the safety and efficacy of ketamine was seen uh, to be studied with anxiety disorders, particularly in patients with refractory generalized anxiety disorder or social anxiety disorder. If you suffer with anxiety, you know what I'm talking about, right? Again, like PTSD, debilitating, especially in social settings. And patients were giving three ascending, increasing the dose, IV ketamine doses and uh, midazolam at one week intervals. And ketamine dose dependently improved symptoms by about 50%, check this out, within one hour of the dose and the effects lasting up to seven days after the dosing which is really, really powerful and onto something, right? And dose-dependent, meaning the more they gave, the better the, the effects. Uh, a similar study evaluating maintenance treatment of IV ketamine in patients with generalized anxiety disorder or social anxiety disorder um, found that patients has significant improvements in working function and reduced social avoidance. So what we, what we think, and if you remember, I did the show with Dr. Molly Malouf. We talked about psychedelics, but we also talked about ketamine and mental health. And she talked about one of the mechanisms of which how ketamine works. And this is in align with, alignment with her depression analogy is this. You're so, you're in the hole, you're depleted with energy. It's dark. You don't know what to do. You feel stuck. And what ketamine can do is turn on a light and show you that there's a way out. It shows you that there's three rocks there that you can stack together and then you can jump up. Oh, it shows you you can make a ladder out of this. So it actually shows you that there's a way out, which was a really brilliant way of her putting it because essentially what, he th what we think is that the brain being plastic, it helps reform many of the connections in the brain that are not talking to each other or that is, or, or, or that are depleted, right? Our brain, 
when it is functioning to its highest level, has neurons communicating all over the place, all different parts of the brain. But in, in times of depression, for people with, that we, with depression, we see the default mode network really, really high, right? And uh, their, their cognitive thinking is lower, right? And that default mode network is a lot of the I. I am depressed. I am the victim of this. And that, again, not to undermine the trauma, but just to know what's happening in the brain. Something like ketamine can turn on the light to different parts of the brain and cause neural connections so they can start communicating more to get us out of it, which is incredible stuff. So the reason I talk about this show is because I've met way too many people with depression in my life, and I've been lucky enough not to go through it. I do get seasonal affective disorder, which is a form of depression, and that's because I need light and sun, and I, I thrive in it. But what I feel is, if, if what I feel is one one thousandth of what someone with really severe depression has, then my heart goes out to you. And this is why I wanted to do the show to really give you a way out and know that there is a way out. So talk to your doctor if this really um, aligns with you. And let's talk to the expert. Let's talk to Lawrence House, our guest today, uh, who has seen thousands of people get better with their depression. I'm so excited through ketamine. Let's get her on. Uh, without further ado, let's get to this guest. All right, everyone, today's special guest. Look, she came into my life out of nowhere and she was popping up left and right. I saw her on Instagram out of nowhere. I heard her, the whispers of her name somewhere. And then it wasn't until I saw her name pop up on my friend's phone when I went into the kitchen and I said, I need to reach out to this person. Lo and behold, I reach out to Lauren House, right? And she is a psychedelic assisted therapy clinician. And she's amazing. Not only she's a clinician, but she's a massive educator and advocate of these therapies. And you know, if you follow my work, I have been a massive advocate myself. So when two worlds aligned and we come together, we're going to have this amazing conversation because mental health is one of my biggest passions in life. And I'm so happy to have you. Mm. On the show. I'm so excited to be here. Amazing. Thanks for having me. Whose phone was it? Yeah, I don't. I, this is what I was. I was in the bathroom before this call, and I was like, "Whose phone was it?" Yeah. I, I, it was maybe Allie yeah. or Tracy, Al, yeah, one of beautiful. the two. That yeah, makes a lot the, of sense. you were texting her, mm -hmm. but like I had already seen. Man, I, 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 I saw you on Instagram. I heard someone else say your name a few times. I'm telling you, it was like. I had to listen because there's mm. someone in this world, like, it just kept coming and coming. I was popping coming. into your field. Popping big time, like, more than anyone in a long time. Mm. So I was like, so, so happy when we finally got on our call and I learned about what you were doing mm. because it aligns so much mm. with the way I see mental health going and the state of mental health mm. and what we're doing for mental health mm. from my side in the medical field is a mess mm -hmm. and it's not working mm. and it's not working long term. Mm -hmm. So people like you are coming and kicking the door and going like this. Here's something that helps, but I really, really just want to first hear about you. Mm. How, at what point in your life do you go, I want to work with psychedelic medicine and I want to treat mental health and I want to help people? Mm. What happened? The answer to the question is my own suffering. I, I'm a human being wrapped in skin on planet Earth. Like, humaning is hard. Mm -hmm. uh, it's beautiful. I love life. But I had to learn how to live it well. And... I think as a child, I had a lot of existential fears. What happens after you die? My older brother's afraid of the boogeyman. And I'm thinking, what, are we just going to the void? Like, do I just cease to exist? Um, and I, that sort of led me into sort of a spiritual path. 
which wasn't answered in any way that made sense to me in my body in conventional ways of religion or or even even communities uh, that didn't make sense. So I kept searching. And again, my own suffering, I, I'm public about a history of an eating disorder. Mm-hmm. And that brought me to yoga, which is still very center for me in all the work that I do, including as a clinician. Uh, yoga means to yoke, to bring together. How do we gather within our own bodies and minds and hearts? How do, how do we achieve wholeness? That's the goal. Mm-hmm. And I studied religion in undergrad. I, had, I did a whole bunch of other jobs. Uh, I was always the girl who in a big conversation. Like I, I, I default to depth. Mm-hmm. And it became clear to me when I was 28 that I, I should become a therapist. And so I did, and I loved it. And simultaneously really was present to the limitations of, to, of conventional talk therapy. Mm-hmm. Psychotherapy is great. I do it all day. And it's limited. It keeps people often in the same uh, cognitive loops that brought them to seek support in the first place. It can tend towards hypercerebral content. Right? Yes. For people, I'm sorry. I I never interrupt guests, but I smack my leg because this is what I've been thinking and saying for so many years. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah. So people come to therapy and they generally know what their problems are. They even know what they should do to solve them. But for whatever reason, getting from A to B is really, really confusing and hard. And through my own experiencing of plant medicines and uh, psychoactive substances, I started to heal more more and started that journey into my body more and into deeper levels of listening. I believe our intuition, which speaks through our bodies, is divine direction. So I had no idea that psychedelic medicine could dovetail with psychotherapy. But as it came online for me, I I just knew that that would be my path. Mm -hmm. And I was first trained by MAPS in their MDMA-assisted psychotherapy protocol. And subsequent to that, did a ketamine-assisted psychotherapy training. And given that ketamine is our only kosher tool right now, the only one that's medically legal outside of church designations that can work with plant medicines, I dove right in. And it's, it's, uh, and we can talk about this, but, you know, the field, the, the ketamine field is very much the wild, wild west. And there aren't clear protocols, nor do I think that there necessarily should be in the space of of psychedelic medicine because we're working with consciousness. It's mm-hmm. not it's not discreet. It's not prescriptive. It's it's unique every time. But when it, it was it was a journey through through yoga, through therapy, through my presence to these tools. And 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 I just want to say that I spent my life being a good girl. Mm-hmm. And drugs were not on that list. Mm-hmm. So I didn't like touch them, like think about them, like engage with them until later in life. And, and when I did step into the realm of consciousness medicine, it was in a really good and conscious way that allowed for me to reap the benefits out the gate. Mm-hmm. Just to listen to your wording on your journey, mm. I, I can hear so many people say something so similar as if, you know, I went to therapy and we were on a loop. And years ago, we had a guest, Tim Coleman, he was here and he sat and he said, Therapy is amazing at showing you that there's a tree, mm-hmm. but it never shows you the roots. Mm-hmm. You never get to the roots because it's like you said, cerebral loop, hyper cerebral loop, right? And I love that therapists can go, oh, wow, this is, look at this. And I go, 
wow, you're right. Like mm-hmm. this is connected to that. Mm-hmm. But still the healing is in the body. Mm-hmm. It's it, it, all of that trauma, all the crap mm-hmm. that you're holding in, all of those patterns are stored in, in the body's mm-hmm. memory. And culturally, we've really inherited the system of, you know, that Renee Descartes spoke about, the separation of mind Mm -hmm. and body. Mm -hmm. And so we're really educated. We're educated as little ones to divorce from our own somatic wisdom. Of course. To like stop listening. Of course. To figure it all up from here. Yeah. And and even even sometimes in parenting, they're like, well, what do you think happened? What do you think? Instead of saying, how do you feel? Mm. Where in your body? Point to me. Where Where do you feel it? Right and mm-hmm. and, and what, what makes it better? How do we make it better? Do we shake together? Yeah. Right? Do we do we sing? Do we breathe? Do we yell? Totally. You know? Well, embodied catharsis also looks psychotic. Mm-hmm. Like people need to scream. Yes. They need to scream. Yeah. I know. And cry. I know. And and we're we're don't cry. Like yeah. you know, get, tissue box. Stop that. For sure. Like stop that. It, and I, I I love that you made this point because I think about children a lot, mm, and I think too. about I think about <laughs> the inherent child. inherent wisdom our own children. Yes, right? like, my inner uh, child. My inner child. Mm-hmm. And I, and their inherent wisdom of when you see a kid and they're so connected to not only the outside world, quote unquote, right? They're so curious, they're so present, mm-hmm. but their own inherent, like you said, body somatic wisdom. Mm-hmm. If they feel angry, you can see it in their body. Yes. Maybe maybe your your firstborn twists to the left and they yell, but the other one sits on the floor and pounds it. Yes. But they know exactly what to do. But it's that moment. And it's like the original sin moment to me where the parent goes, We don't no, we don't do that. Mm. You only do this at home, or you know, you're too old to do that. Mm. You're like, wait a minute, no, this is what my body knows. The wisdom mm-hmm. of releasing that. Animals know how to do it. Mm-hmm. Children know how to do it. At what point as we adults do we forget to do it? Well, we learn not to. We, we learn, learn that to. it's not allowed or yeah. it's not okay. It's been a long time since I promoted a coffee because there's not that many good coffee brands. We got one of the best ones now on Heal Thyself. Are you ready to elevate your coffee game? And experience to prove that it's not only delicious, but it's also health focus. Let me introduce you to Purity Coffee. You heard me review them in one of my first ever coffee reviews as one of the best, and then my second ever one as one of the best. And it's one of the best still. It's an ultimate choice for coffee lovers who, who prioritize taste as well as well-being. I'm gonna tell you what makes Purity Coffee stand out from the crowd. Every step in their process is rooted in health-focused principles backed by solid scientific research-based rigorous testing. They use the finest specialty grade organic Arabica beans and then move on to small batch roasting, ensuring that each cup meets the highest standards of quality. But what really sets Purity Coffee apart from all the other coffee brands is their dedication, is my favorite, is their dedication to purity and safety. Their beans undergo third-party testing to ensure they're free of pesticides, toxins, and harmful mycotoxins, those pesky substances that can wreak havoc on your health, causing issues like liver and kidney damage, digestive problems, brain fog, and fatigue. Purity Coffee also has some of the highest antioxidant capacity. And this is important because we have to understand coffee is actually really good for us when we're getting quality coffee. And the reason it's good for us and ensures so many benefits, especially heart health, is because of its antioxidant capacity. Purity has one of the highest antioxidants that you're going to find in coffee, giving you a powerful dose of healthy boosting compounds with every sip. Purity Coffee is grown on regenerative organic farms that prioritize soil health, animal welfare, and community well-being. They have certifications by USDA Organic, Rainforest Alliance, and Smithsonian Bird Friendly. You can also trust Purity Coffee is not only good for you, but also good for the planet. They have a range of roasts from their light medium roast with sweet fruity notes and their dark roast with rich bold taste. 
So to try out one of my favorite coffees in existence and one that I recommend to everyone still to this day, I've been doing it for years, is Purity Coffee. Go to puritycoffee.com and use the code DRG for 30% off of your first purchase. That is P-U-R-I-T-Y-C-O-F-F-E-E.com and use the code DRG for 30% off of your order. You know, living a long life is great. It is. We all want to live longer. But what's even better is living those years in good health, right? Free of the chronic diseases and the ailments. Unfortunately for many, the gap between lifespan and health span is way too wide. And we spent our last years ill, not enjoying our life to the fullest. And that's why I'm always into research-based products, quality supplements that are coming out to you, the highest, the best of the best, some of the best rigorously tested supplements. And one of my favorite companies across the board is Momentus. And they have two that I use every single day, creatine and collagen. These are the two powerhouses at work. I've been open. And I've been working out more four times a week. I'm lifting heavy weights. And these are staples. And, I, and not just me. I think everyone should be out working out, building muscle. Staples to muscle repair and muscle growth. But what sets Momentus apart from the rest is its clinically researched formulas. For the collagen, it delivers 15 grams of collagen, supporting your body in various ways. And it's not just one type of collagen. It's all the types of collagen, right? A lot of companies just have one type of collagen. You want all the types of your body's absorbing and utilizing this collagen the way you desire the body to use it. But boy, oh boy, the gold standard for working out, if you're not on this, you don't even have to be working out. You can use it for your brain. It's creatine. Momentous creatine is fantastic. There's no fillers, no additive, pure, effective ingredients you can trust. Trust is everything when it comes to supplements. Momentous third-party test. There's no surprises. What you see on the package is what you get. So if you're like me, you want to feel your body with the best of the best, go to livemomentous.com and use the code DRG for 15% off of creatine and collagen and all their top-notch products. That is L-I-V-E-M-O-M-E-N-T-O-U-S.com with the code DRG for your discount. You know, my, my niece, I consider her one of my greatest teachers. She's two. And watching her grow and watching her even as an infant c- c- transition from, from ecstasy to, to grief, to rage, and back to ecstasy. It's like it just kind of comes up and through. And, and, and we have to process the, the, the content. Like emotion is energy in motion. Yeah. It's in the body. I, I begin all of my therapy sessions with a little embodiment and mindfulness to really like be in the space of listening to the body. Like, like notice that you actually have a body. Mm-hmm. What's present there? Mm-hmm. What, what's being expressed there? To connect with our hearts. Mm-hmm. To notice if there is difficulty in accessing heart. Uh, to notice the mind. Like the mind isn't, is, is a partner, is an ally. Like when it's unchecked, it can be a problem, mm-hmm. but it's, it's part of the system. And to create more integration in what is typically a disintegrated system requires access and connection to the body, the heart, and the mind. Mm-hmm. And, and, and we are so scared to stop. We are so scared to come back into the body. Mm-hmm. I try to do this small practice. I did it this morning. I wake up five minutes and I go, let me get into my body, my toe, my ankle, my knee, my hip, all the way. And I go, what do I feel off? And I noticed in my stomach today, mm-hmm. I was carrying like all this anxiety, right? Of course I had a stressful week, but like there's stuff. Mm-hmm. There's stuff. I was like, Christian, were you in line in this moment? Mm-hmm. Are you showing up the way that you're choosing to show up? Mm-hmm. And in many ways, I'm like, you know what? No, I didn't speak up. I didn't do this. I didn't do that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, look, my." at this point, my body yells. It goes, if you're off, we're going we're gonna to put it on times 10. Yes. You're going to feel it when you're off. And I'm like, whoa, i got to get back to authentic self. What we don't emotionally, intellectually or, or process, like the body will, will, will process or not process, which mm-hmm. will show up in disease or dis-ease, anxiety, depression, et cetera. And, and the body will talk to you mm-hmm. whether or not you listen. Mm-hmm. And it manifests as it can be from tension all the way to disease. Correct. 
incredible. So, and, 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 and it is simply because we are, we learned not to listen to our body and release the emotion the way that we've been inherently know. We already know how to, but is that's, that's a problem, right? The very, it's interesting because can it be that that moment put you on a path towards tension and disease in your life because you've completely forgot what it was to authentically feel? Yes. Right? And express. Yes. Because what uh, we don't express gets repressed and suppressed. Whew. Right? Yeah. Right in the body. Yeah. And you, so, okay. So when we talk about catharsis. Yeah. When someone's holding in, let's say me, I'm a guy in America. Mm. I was told I'm not supposed to cry. I'm not supposed to show emotion. I'm supposed to be like Clint Eastwood, right? Mm -hmm. What if I come to a treatment and maybe you can talk uh, into like things you've seen. If I come in and I go, I feel like I just have all this tension in my chest and I have Mm -hmm. asthma now Mm -hmm. and now I have heartburn. I'm getting stomach problems. What does catharsis look like when someone is finally like, oh my God, (laughs) and then it comes out because I've had one of those. Mm-hmm. And in that moment, in my mind, I go, my, bo- I, my body took over. I said, I'm going to move the mind over. I'm going to just let the body do what it does. Mm-hmm. I go, if this ain't a modern day exorcism, I don't know what it is. Because I, I was like, what the body is doing is totally like the movie that I saw in 1991 when I was a kid. I was like, this is crazy. Mm-hmm. Is that what you've seen in your practice when people are finally letting go of those deep, dark, heavy, anchored emotions that they've rooted in themselves in and it's just coming out? Yeah, I, I for sure see that. Uh, it looks like tears. It looks like rage. It looks like all the things. I mean, anger is, is one that's especially hard for people to access. And when they don't, it comes out sideways. So people are angry. But to really directly like access and express and like release it in a good way, right, is very hard. Uh, also, I mean, it, it, it depends. I, I think that the four primary emotions are uh, anger, sadness, fear, and joy. Mm-hmm. And all of those can be really breakthrough emotions for people. Mm. So to really be happy is a breakthrough for a lot of people. Uh, we do inherit sort of man acts. Like you're, a man is supposed to act like this. Right, and the woman right, act. Right, the right. woman is supposed to act like this. Yeah. And, and it really disrupts authenticity. And, you know, we choose often belonging over authenticity and and then the system breaks down mm-hmm. and so you know in the in the therapeutic space it, it can look like any number of different things and it's unique every time to each person um as a clinician that has the the, the blessing and fortune to work with consciousness medicine uh, it's it's a really good accelerator it's not a red pill it's not it's not a panacea it's always like the before and after i think that's the most important but it can really support uh, disrupting the default mode and creating an interruption that's necessary in these cognitive loops and in these stories that we inherit uh, that that we adopt and sign off on without recognizing that we're doing that mm-hmm. and give people more uh, access to to what's alive inside Mm-hmm. And to the life that's living through th- their bodies and their beings. And it's beautiful when you tap into that. Oh, my God. It's like the most <laughs> yeah, it's stunning thing on planet Earth. It I'm is like, beyond words. whoa. Beyond <gasps> words. Because when you touch into your true nature, you understand that your true nature is beyond what we can even describe as beautiful. Mm-hmm. Beyond what we can even describe as magnificent. Beyond what we can even describe as the word love. Mm. It is beyond words. Mm. And you're like, holy shit, wait, that's me? Right. This is this is within me. This is like I can access this, and then on top of that, I can express this through the human body, and on top of that, I can influence and 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 raise consciousness of people around me. I can better the world by me just being me. When you realize those things, it's like 
the most empowering thing. It could be scary because all of a sudden there's no one outside of you dictating this human experience, mm. right? Mm-hmm. You are you are dictating how you weave and move around it, but it's amazing. It is. I like to say that I don't help people. Mm-hmm. I support them. Mm-hmm. And the psychedelic field right now, it's, it's really anchored in the inner healer that we all know. We all have our own answers and, and we have our own ability to heal thyself. Right. And, and, and that's when it, it, it's sustained. When we stop, you know, sourcing our support or our validation or our okayness from the outside, when, when it's internal authority, when there's real sovereignty, when there's real permission to be mm-hmm. who you are. Wow. I mean, it's, it's my, my job is the coolest job on planet Earth. And to, to bear witness to the, the breakdowns and the breakthroughs, to, to hold space for the, the grief and the rage and the celebrations yeah. uh, is, is like, wow, I, I, it's, it's beyond yeah. words. My, my first ever therapeutic experience, I came out and I go, okay, if I did talk therapy every single day from my teenage years to the last day on Earth, when I'm old, it would be one one billionth of what I just experienced. That's what I said to myself because I'm like, it, it goes beyond mind. It goes That's beyond right. brain. That's right. And and your inner healer is is existent in that place. And it's crazy because it's like the very things that you're holding your ba- yourself back from seeing mm-hmm. and admitting and experiencing. It's like do, when you're ex- when you're in that mode and you're, you're you're experiencing that, you go, oh, of course, duh. Wow, how have I? I already knew that. Of course, you already knew that, but you don't want to admit it. Right. And then what when we you pretend see that, not to see. What you pretend not to see. And we are so good and sophisticated mm-hmm. at every diversion ever to turn <laughs> away. We, and that as soon as our, our, like our consciousness is turning back to look at it, we do a little dance move and move away again. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want to see. I can't see. I don't want to see. And it's incredible because that's all the tension that we're holding in. Now, I'd be remiss if I don't uh, talk about the elephant in the room. There's a ma- massive stigma to this. And for people like you and me, it's normalized because we've seen the healing that it can do for everything, depression, trauma, anxiety, everything, and mental health, and even physical. But there's people listening who, who, who still is in that stigma. They go, this is what? This is a drug. This can't be used. First of all, how safe are they? Is there any research on this? I know ketamine is, is, is in the legal sense used across, across the board. But how safe is it? How legal is it? What's up with the stigma? Is it is it just stigma or is the stigma changing? Mm-hmm. All those questions. Great. Okay. I'm going to try to answer them all. Okay. Okay. So let's start with the word psychedelic. The word is comprised of two different words, psyche and delune. Psyche means mind or soul in ancient Greece. And delune is, is manifesting, revealing. So it's mind revealing experience that's psychedelic. That's what it means. So we're tripping right now. We're constantly encountering and experiencing new information and integrating it or not integrating it, right? So just to frame psychedelics as, as experiences that widen the aperture of how and what we see. Drugs. Let's talk about drugs. The word is synonymous with medicine. Very different cultural connotations. People are using all kinds of different drugs. They're taking Advil. They're taking, uh, they're drinking wine, which is very normalized and one of the psychoactive substances with the most potential for harm. And we have been working as human beings with with psychedelic plants for eons, for like tens of thousands of years. It's said that uh, psilocybin, psychedelic mushrooms, have supported human beings in the development of language because language is really synesthesia. 
right? Like, mm -hmm. is this a microphone? So is that a microphone? It's a, it's mm -hmm. a random collection of vowels and, and consonants. Like, does, what is microphone? Mm -hmm. We all understand it's a microphone. So the stigma that developed around drugs really happened uh, during a time when, when the government was, was targeting the anti-war left and communities of color. There was a time not so long ago where cocaine was available at your local high street, where Coca-Cola had cocaine. Now, cocaine is a whole different, like, kind of plant and, and the cocoa plant also been used for ages like you know opium heroin like these are these are medicines with long histories mm -hmm. and not all ones that are bad and scary the uh, war on drugs the dare uh, movement all had a political agenda which we took on and believed in and the way that we schedule certain drugs within the medical system also works to further the ways in which we culturally look at these things as dangerous and as harmful. They can be dangerous and harmful. Mm -hmm. In many ways, they're neutral. It's how we work with them that makes the difference. Mm -hmm. And in the field of psychedelic medicine within clinical applications, the promise is extraordinary. As someone who is trained in the MAPS-MDMA psychotherapy protocol, which is the most promising treatment we've seen in a long time for complex PTSD. And when I look at trauma, I, I, I look at human beings. It's like, what size is your font? Is it boldface, italicized, Helvetica, Times New Roman? We all have trauma. And not only that, we inherit the trauma of our, of our lineage, of our, of our family members. We inherit the trauma that lives in, in our societies, and there's a lot. And, you know, these intactogens, MDMA and, and molecules like it, really work to disarm the, the typical defenses that present when a person's engaging with traumatic material and essentially allow a person to reconstitute themselves at sites of injury. So go back to the, to the, to the place of the terror and, and be able to see it differently and take care of yourself differently and integrate it moving forward. That is why MDMA is currently being rolled out in the Veterans Association. Rachel Yehuda is doing some really beautiful work with that. It's Hopefully, we'll be moving through the FDA um, in 2023. I believe I said that it has breakthrough designation by the FDA. So, so people in government positions are noticing and, and honoring that. Um, ketamine is, you know, what I work with day in and day out. And ketamine by itself is an incredibly safe medicine and used globally. It, it's a dissociative anesthetic. Uh, it's been used on battlefields. It's commonly used in pediatrics. Um, yes, it's used in veterinary medicine. So for some people who are like, is it a horse tranquilizer? Yes, it is. But it's also many other things. And in the clinical setting, it can be used in anxiolytic doses. So that's anxiety-reducing doses, which essentially gives someone more access to emotional range without being dysregulated, without being so, you know, again, armored. Uh, I personally work in psychedelic doses. So what does that mean? It means I'm deliberately creating an interruption for a person. And I am like dosing at psychedelic spaces and places where it might be more of a conventional psychedelic kind of experience. You might see colors and shapes, flashing lights. You might become a cosmic traveler. Mm -hmm. You might revisit certain moments from your life. Uh, I've, I've had clients really have archaeological digs into their histories and then make meaning and sense out of what happened, which then supports integration. The ketamine landscape, as I mentioned earlier, is very much the wild, wild west. And uh, people are working with this medicine in all kinds of different ways. I think many of them are really, really good. What is important to me as a therapist is that it be relational. I don't think giving people drugs solves any problems. Mm. And having care 
on the front end, on the back end, having arms to fall into, proverbial arms that, that have witnessed that can support you in, in translating an experience of, of, of knowledge, like an experiential reference point into your lived life experience. Mm-hmm. The 3D here. Mm-hmm. Something we often lose track of, even for those who do ceremonies or a clinical setting and don't have the proper arms, like you said, proverbial arms to fall back on. Mm. We go, well, well, I felt great, but what, how do I be now? Right? Because now I've made sense of when I was raped, right? Now I made sense of when I was ridiculed on stage, Mm -hmm. you know, or I made sense of the divorce that I just had. Mm -hmm. It's hard to hold on and understand how to now be as a new self (laughs) <laughs> now, like, what, but but my identity was wrapped in the divorce. What do you mean? My identity was wrapped in what happened when I was younger. It doesn't take away from the experience, but the a lot of our identities wrapped. So then you're standing there and you're like, how do I be? So I I completely agree integrating that in the healthiest way and being like some reflection and then some professional people who've been there who can talk to you and support. That's why I'm such a proponent of doing it in a clinical setting with people who are trained like you mm. who can support instead of, you know, go finding someone on, on Craigslist and just doing it in, in their basement. You know, like, I, I'm so against that. Mm. It's energy. You need to be in the right setting. I like to say with my clients that we don't move into inner outer space. We don't integrate the tool of medicine, which is only ever a small part of a larger treatment plan, until both the client and myself greenlight it. Mm-hmm. Because this is this is energetics. Like, I also need to feel like I can safely support someone in whatever presents and, you know, even I have a facilitator that I work with sometimes who's like, I need to know that I can hold them in their proverbial death. Mm-hmm. And uh, my wish is for us to die as many times as is necessary to live this life mm-hmm. and, and to die what's dead in terms of these identity constructions, which are often not our own. Um, and in the clinical context, integration is the name of the game, right? So, and when we talk about integration, we're also talking about disintegration, and recognizing that people come in fractured and splintered and, and separated from themselves. Mm-hmm. And that's where the suffering starts, mm-hmm. when we start to leave ourselves. And, and again, we do that uh, to survive. They're maladaptive coping mechanisms. Mm-hmm. And, and there's an intelligence to them. And I, and I like to thank them. Mm-hmm. Like So like, thank you, depression. Thank you, anxiety. Thank you, suicidality. Mm-hmm. Like, thank you, eating disorder. Thank you, addiction. Thank you. Because these are ways that people survive. Mm-hmm. And... They're working. We need to create things that work better, mm-hmm. right? When we talk about treatment-resistant problems, it's not like someone's resisting the treatment. It's that the treatment's not working. Mm-hmm. And how do we get a person home to themselves? Mm-hmm. How do we get pers- a person back into their own hearts, back into their own um, inner healer? Mm-hmm. It stands to believe, if you say the same thing, I mean, based on naturopathic principles, functional integrated principles, the body is its own healer. Therefore, when the body needs to adjust to an adapt, make an adaptation to a situation, whether it's mental, emotional, or physical, it creates disease. And whether the disease is heart disease, diabetes, cancer, depression, anxiety, it all comes out as an adaptation so the organism, us, can still survive. Mm-hmm. So it can be a radical thing to say thank you depression or thank you cancer, but it stands to believe if the mental, emotional is not separate from the physical, then it's all the same adaptation, right? Although we, we don't want to live with it, we can go back and balance that inner healer, the heal thyself in our body and, and do that through many different ways. But 
of what you're doing, right? Like, mm. and, and, and doing with the physical, right? We can heal the physical, rebalance that. So the state is not the adaptation of disease that we see, whether it's mental, emotional, as I was saying. But now let's chat about something crucial that is omega 3s. You know, I'm all about keeping clean and pure when it comes to products as well as food on my plate. But when it comes to supplements, Right? We have to make sure we have the best of the best, but especially when it comes to omega-3s. And, and I really mean it. Omega-3s are some of the most adulterated supplements that exist out there. And a lot of companies aren't doing it right. We need omega-3s for our heart, for our brain, for our eye health. You might not be getting enough nutritionally. When it comes to Peori, it's a quality brand, not only just with omegas across their whole line. They're extremely transparent. Every batch undergoes rigorous testing against over 200 contaminants, and you could check the results for yourself. And that's one of my favorite things. You can scan the QR code and look at the batch that is right in front of you that is on your shelf or on your counter, and you can see the results for this quality testing. Puri's O3 Ultra Pure Fish Oil delivers a potent dose of EPA and DHA without any unnecessary extras. Now, Puri is offering 20% off of their O3 Ultra Pure Fish Oil, the one that I take every single morning, and all their fantastic products to you, the Heal Thyself listener. That's 20% off even the already discounted subscription price. I want you to go to Puri.com. Use my promo code DRG, that's P-U-O-R-I.com slash DRG to take care of your health with some of the best omegas out there by Puri. These days... These days, it seems like everyone is carrying on a beverage, whether it's soda or flavored water or kombucha or coffee or tea. But not all beverages are created equal when it comes to quality and health benefits. That is why I become obsessed with Peaks Sun Goddess Matcha. I've been using this for, it's one of the first supplements I really invested in. It's four years ago, probably. And it's not just any old matcha powder. We're talking organic ceremonial grade matcha tea that has been meticulously screened for pesticides, heavy metals, mold, and even radioactive isotopes. Peak takes no shortcuts. Their matcha is cultivated by ninth degree tea masters in Kagoshima, Japan, using century-old traditions. Their plants are shaded for 35% longer than usual to maximize the production of vital compounds like L-theanine for calm, steady energy and chlorophyll for its detoxifying anti-aging properties. I start every morning with a frothy cup of sun goddess matcha, not just for energizing my body, you know, we all want to get that caffeine kick, yeah, okay, but for the amazing gut health, metabolism boosting, and antioxidant benefits. The phytonutrients nurture my digestive system, the EGCG compounds help my body burn calories efficiently, and the chlorophyll gives my skin the awesome reading. You see I'm glowing right now, right? That's because of the matcha. There's perfectly proportioned packets that are easy to mix with water whenever I need to pick me up, so easy to make a consistent self-care ritual. Peak is offering you, the Heal Thyself listener, 15% off of their sun goddess matcha, plus a free beaker and a rechargeable frother when you go to peaklife.com slash DRG. They're so confident that you're going to love it. There's even a 30-day money-back guarantee. No code at checkout. Just go to P-I-Q-U-E-L-I-F-E.com slash DRG. You're going to get 15% off plus all those freebies. What, at this point, and you work a lot with ketamine, what is it indicated for? So ketamine for off-label use in the mental health field is best and most researched for treating treatment-resistant depression, treatment-resistant anxiety. It's epic for suicidality and end-of-life care. Uh, really exciting research around ketamine for eating disorders, OCD, and a whole host of other things. Mm -hmm. it's, a, it's a really beautiful medicine, but it requires deep levels of stewardship and responsible application. Ketamine as a dissociative anesthetic has the highest level of... Um, possibility for addiction in, in, in the realm of psychedelic things. Mm -hmm. It's a dissociative anesthetic. 
Of course. Someone who wants to leave or numb, it's a great drug. Right. And there's a lot of that happening in the space um, that I just like to name and be mindful of because people who work with the medicine in, in a good way, like get w- profound benefit. Mm-hmm. And simultaneously, it, it's um, it's got a shadow side. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. As always, though, yeah. right? It's it's everything does have everything has a too much to it, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. E- even water, right? <laughs> exactly. So so we just have to be mindful because I love what you said about neutrality of these things. Every, every it's sort of neutral depending on how you use it, right? Mm-hmm. If I'm on Wall Street going out with my friends on a Friday night, you know, and going to bars, and I'm using cocaine and overdosing. You can die, yes. right? The question is, is I haven't seen anything, but I'm just saying theoretically speaking. Can it be used as a therapeutic for other things? Maybe, maybe not. We haven't looked into that. But it stands to believe the same thing with something like ketamine. Mm-hmm. It can lead to things like uh, being addicted to it yeah. over time. And substances like even acid are mm-hmm. less addictive, mm-hmm. right? Ketamine does have, uh, it, it's it's easier to abuse ketamine mm-hmm. than a lot of the other psychedelic compounds and plants. Yeah, and I, I want to bring awareness to, to to this for some people because they're hearing this conversation, they go, what are they talking about? Because they're... <laughs> These are like drugs, yeah. right? But there's a, there was a UK study, I think in 2017, that had a list of the top worst drugs mm-hmm. from like most harmful to yourself uh, and others and society as a whole and communities and going down. And guess what was on the top? Alcohol. Mm-hmm. Alcohol was number one, even beating other drugs that you'd be like, how is it before crack, mm-hmm. right? Because they had... I think it was 25, 30 parameters that they went over. Mm. Guess what was, what was on the bottom? Psilocybin, LSD, ketamine. And I was like, huh, interesting. Mm-hmm. So if we just think about that for a second, we remove the stigma and we look at the safety profile, mm-hmm. the most abused and harmful drug beyond much, much, much more harmful than something like psilocybin, ketamine, LSD, even MDMA, is alcohol. Mm-hmm. And, do you, and like when people see that, because that, that was like, I got so many DMs. They were like, mm-hmm. wait, I don't get it. They're like, what do you mean? I, I, alcohol it can be abused all the time. Like we, we, it's so normalized. Mm-hmm. You go to, there's a bar on every other corner. But the worst drug that we can possibly take at this point right now, based on all those parameters in that study, is the most accessible one mm-hmm. right now. What do you feel? What do you feel? Like, what do you feel about that? Like, is, is, is this, does this show anything for the stigma? Because to me, I'm like, when I saw that, I was like, Look, this is the stigma. Mm-hmm. Well, the cultural mindset normalizes consumption of alcohol, and it's legal. So we look at it and we think, okay, it's fine. Like people are having a glass of wine at dinner, that's fine. Mm-hmm. But the it's wildly harmful to the body in large doses. It's a depressant. Um, you don't hear about people smoking weed and beating up their girlfriends, mm-hmm. right? It's like mm-hmm. it, alcohol is um, a big potential problem for people. It's a, it's a very, very dark energy. Yeah. I mean, it know? can be. Mm-hmm. Again, it's neutral. It's you know, neutral, it's right. sacrament we, in the Jewish religion. Exactly. It's, it's sacred. And um, it, it's a, a substance that people abuse Big commonly. Time. And, and as soon as it's abused, where does it lead us to those dark places? Yeah. Like beating up your girlfriend, right? Yeah. Like Vi- injury, violent. violence, car accidents. Yeah. It's like... It's crazy to me. And mm-hmm. seven different types of cancer. Seven it's connected to. Seven. And I did a show on this. There's no safe level of alcohol. Like we we thought that like, you know, coming home and drinking three glasses of wine is safe. But we know that that does affect the brain on some level, mm-hmm. which is crazy. I know we I know neutrality, but like it can affect the brain. Yeah. Just at low doses, you know, if you're consistently doing it. So 
that's the most accepted drug. Yeah, and, and again, the cultural mindset is right. informed by what's legal and the stories that have been told about these things. Mm-hmm. One, one, something I'm really proud of is converting my father to psychedelic medicine in his 70s. And I work with a number of different physicians in my private practice, but my dad's my main squeeze MD. And, you know, he's such a, a beautiful example of someone who, you know, transitioned and converted into understanding what these things are late, late, late in life. And how they've grown him and shown him is is unbelievable, like to witness that. And my dad was someone who was going to like psychoanalysis and really working on himself and the level of access to his heart to um, to shedding what what no longer served through through these tools was unbelievable. And um, you know, I, I'm really excited about generational psychedelic work mm-hmm. because you know pretty much everybody comes onto my couch with mommy daddy stuff. I, I think it's everyone That's at this right. point. That's right. And to be in the space of transmutation with my father and to watch him. And again, my dad as a physician, also like good. And it wasn't, you know, he smoked pot twice in the 70s and didn't like it. My dad does not drink alcohol. Mm-hmm. And he was like, these drugs are bad. They're scheduled this way medically and they're not, they're bad, Lauren. And and I was in a space of educating my dad over time. And at first, he came with a lot of judgment, a lot of fear. And over time, through his own research, through his own watching of, of what was happening in the space, came to understand that there's profound and deep clinical applications. From a doctor, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And from an old school doctor. Old school doctor. Like a, like a doctor that missed the 60s. You know, he wasn't out, he wasn't out there, like, doing the things. Right. And then having his own willingness to have an experience of his own which was very scary for him. He's like, am I going to come back? Like, am I going to be stuck in a thing? And, you know, with people who are um, having, have psychotic tendencies, psychedelics are not appropriate. Right. And that's important to name. And with a lot of these compounds, there are contraindications with other uh, psychotropic medications, which I believe can still play on the same field. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of stigma, too, around people on antidepressants or on um, anti-anxiety med- medications. And yes, we're deeply over- over-prescribed. Mm-hmm. And simultaneously, a lot of people are stabilized and supported with these tools. What's great about ketamine is that there's really no contraindication with, with psychotropic medications. Mm-hmm. But yeah, people need education and information to destigmatize and demystify what these things are and what they're not. Mm-hmm. And then how to have an experience that may be fruitful. And of course, having a, a challenging experience doesn't make it a bad one. If mm-hmm. you're like set up in a good way, you, you probably need to process that shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you mm-hmm. probably need to feel that to heal it. hundred percent, you do. Yeah. I want to know about your dad. What happened when he came out of it for the first time? Oh my gosh. So I was at a training, at a, training, at a psychedelic assisted therapy training when my father said, you know, I'm watching what you're doing. Uh, I've read the research. I'm willing to try. And my heart exploded. And he said, well, what do we start with? (laughs) Uh, I I brought him to my mentor, uh, Dr. Phil Wolfson, who wrote the ketamine papers and is a dear friend of mine and a real pioneer in in the space of ketamine-assisted psychotherapy. And I brought my dad to Phil because he could see himself. They're both like you know, Jewish doctors from New York with strong accents. And I brought my dad into a medical office and with someone who looks like him. And I think that it's important to feel safe with who's uh, facilitating, who's who's supporting, who's providing. And, and that, that worked for my dad. 
And in his first experience, he really had the full range of what is classic in psychedelic experiencing. He had mystical moments of experiencing full ego dis dissolution. And I, as someone who's feared death, having that experience of nothingness and experiencing it is quite lovely, was really comforting for him. He also had deep experiences of love and loving me and loving my brother and loving my mother and like loving, loving, loving so much loving. Uh, he said, peace and love at one point. I've never heard my dad say that before. And, uh, and he, he said at one point, if you haven't done this, you haven't lived. Right. And as he came out of it, he said, I want to work with you. And I said, let's go. Let's do the thing. Pops, signed on. We signed on. Oh, my God. And I agree with what the, everything that experience. But the one thing, if you haven't done this, you haven't lived. Because the, the moment you allow yourself to forget all of the stories and identities that a lot of them aren't yours, that have been given to you, and you touch on the authenticity of who you are, mm -hmm. it is the most sublime, exquisite experience you can ever have. Ever, because you go, holy shit, life is beautiful. Right. Holy shit, I love everyone. I do. I, this is what real love feels like. Mm -hmm. This is what real love for myself, mm -hmm. for others, for my partner, for my daughters, mm -hmm. whatever it is. You see yourself for who you truly are, and you can never unsee that. Even when you come out of it, you will always have a, a default network or a default point where you go, that's how beautiful I am. And guess what? Today, I'm not being my highest self. And today, I'm going to choose because I remember and I have tools with people like Lauren that she gave me to reaccess that and be that authentic self. Mm -hmm. My God, mm -hmm. what this world would be, mm. right? And it's like, uh, it's such a special moment hearing your dad do that mm. because he, he died before he died. Yeah. Right? Now he has a new life. And spirituality. My, my father was an atheist and he's really developing his own personal spiritual life, mm -hmm. which is so comforting for both of us. My mom had, a, had a, a very difficult life and struggled with complex PTSD and experienced a lot of re-traumatizing expensive treatments that, you know, she never got what she needed to, to heal and whole. And I know that she would have lived longer with access to these medicines. Mm. And so I work for my mom and, and I work for the moms and dads and the kids and and the grandparents and the families, because mm -hmm. it's all family work in the end. Mm -hmm. Yes, in our blood tribe, but also in this human family. Mm -hmm. And how do we see each other as brothers and sisters? And how do we love each other that way? Uh, I, I know from my own experience, and, and you asked me earlier, how did I get on this path? And my answer is my own suffering. And you know, the human experience is full of suffering. It's part of it. Mm -hmm. But I love myself. Like I, I love my life. Mm -hmm. uh, I was a walking battlefield. Mm -hmm. I was a walking war zone. And, and I'm grateful to have had that experience because now I, I'm comfortable with others in, in that space when they're still, you know, so at odds with themselves and so um, wrapped up in the, the drama of it all and the ways in which they're being asked not to be real and to shut up and to shut down. And, you know, show me someone who's hurting themselves that isn't pissed off. Impossible. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and so when people are, are hurting themselves, they, they need a space to process. And, and then as it can come out, um, they can learn love from the inside. Mm -hmm. And when you love yourself, like the only only option is to love other people. Yes. A hundred percent. Because it is overflowing within you because you've tapped into your truest nature. You've remembered it. Right. You've unlearned the things that are holding you back from being that authentic self. 
And man, like, you're like, I remember like self-love in many ways isn't even taught. It's remembered. Mm -hmm. Because you're like, holy shit, this is the real me. And then it's coming out and you're like, I love this plant. Mm -hmm. I love this table. (laughs) I love Lauren. I love my cameraman. Mm -hmm. Like, you, you, you can't help because you have so much. And it's like, Again, what would this world be if we just tapped into that for a day? Mm. We would never forget that moment. And I love how you brought it back full circle. There's a lot of people who are listening. They go, okay, you know what? I'm convinced. Dr. G's been talking about this enough. I'm going to look into it. How do they even find a doctor who can help them Mm -hmm. or a therapist who can help them or anyone who can help guide them? What do we have? What are the resources? It's a great question. So as I mentioned, it's also the wild, wild west and clinicians that are leaning into the space. And there are so many and so many that want to. And I'm so excited about that. I just finished uh, leading a, a training for clinicians to learn psychedelic assisted therapy with a focus on ketamine. And it's the, it was the first one in Los Angeles. So I'm really happy that, that that's happening here. Mm-hmm. And there are directories like Psychedelic Support, like MAPS, which are, are really useful. Currently, again, the only legal medicine is ketamine. So anything that's happening outside of that range is happening on the ground. Mm-hmm. I like to say ground versus underground. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are some beautiful people working on the ground, and there's also some... Um, people who need more healing that are working on the ground and there's work that's uh, a little scary Mm -hmm. and an invitation to someone who's open to exploring their own uh, healing and holding in this way to check out the directories and also to really ask questions to whoever the provider might be and to really listen to their answers around, does this feel like a good fit for me? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because it's not a red pill. And again, for me as a provider, it's relational. Like the work requires care on the back end and the front end to have an experience and then be shot back into your life without support is almost cruel. Right. Right. Almost cruel. And and that's so perfect the way you say it. And that's why I'm the biggest proponent of have someone like you guide them. And then when they come out, they can land on those arms and then you can go, okay, here's what happened. Here's some tools. We're going to, we're going to keep you feeling like your highest self. Thank you so much. How do people find you personally? Mm, well, my website is inbodiedlife.com, I-N-B-O-D-I-E-D life.com. Uh, I am also available on Psychedelic Coalition for Health. That's my, my baby with my co-founder, Dr. Nick Bruce. Mm-hmm. And my Instagram at lauren.taus, T-A-U-S. Fantastic, fantastic show. Thank you so much for coming on. You're in Venice, so you got to come back here. I'd as soon as to. possible. We'll have a, we're going to have a whole new set. We're going to have a couch. We'll do a little ode to the medicines that we love. We'll do, oh we'll do it throughout, and we'll, we'll have a really cool, as soon as we have a new set, a really cool show, and we'll go deeper into it. Let's do it. Thank you so much. Thank you. So fun.